My grandfather used to tell me that if you want to get to the truth and to the facts about something, go to the horse's mouth, not the horse's ass. What he meant by that was basically is that from the horse's mouth will come the truth and from the horse's ass, eh, maybe the bullshit. Uh, I, I think that that has held true in my life. Anything, I, anytime I've wanted to find something out about something, when I've gotten secondhand information, it's always been uh, either slightly altered, tainted, or just simply not accurate. But when I've gone to the horse's mouth from when the story first came, that's when I've gotten the truth of the matter. It makes sense. Remember the game Telephone? When you would just whisper something in somebody's ear, there'd be a whole line of people whispering to somebody's ear. Tommy likes Mary, pass it along. Tommy likes Mary, pass it along. Mary likes Barry, pass it along. Mary likes Barry, pass it along. Barry likes Tommy. What, 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 what? By the time it was all said and done, that's basically what I'm talking about. So, for tonight's podcast, that's exactly what we've done. This has been a much expected and anticipated guest. We are going straight to the horse's mouth in respects to tonight's conversation regarding regarding the beverage that we all love so much, whiskey. Welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey, but tonight we are definitely going to get into some whiskey business with Whiskey Talk tonight. Whiskey in the state of Ohio, maybe it's the same way in your state. Maybe in your state you grouse from time to time and say, how come we don't get this? How come we can't get that? Or you go to some other state and they go, wow, they had everything. Why is it so? Well, I, I think the best way to solve that is to go to the horse's mouth. And our guest bottle tonight is Weller, Weller Special Reserve, a hard-to-find bottle in Ohio. It's become available here in the last few weeks, but in limited supplies. Why limited? I don't know. We'll ask our guest. And our guest is Jim Canepa, Department of Liquor Superintendent for the State of Ohio. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Can you go to a more direct horse than that? And when I say horse... I mean that affectionately and with respect. <laughs> of course, not the horse's mouth, not the horse's ass. Okay. Although some probably would uh, yeah. suggest that uh, at the other end is probably here tonight. I, I would imagine a man in your position uh, would probably get the the praise and also <clears throat> the pissed offness of the state of Ohio when it comes to liquor. That that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, you know, to go to go back with the horse's rear. Everybody's got one, mm -hmm. and everybody's got an opinion. But you're right. I think your intro is exactly right. I think there's a lot of confusion, misinformation. You know, it depends on on what kind of uh, imbiber you are. I mean, if you're a bourbon high end, uh, you like to go after the you know the limited supplied stuff. Your opinion's different than somebody who likes to grab. You know, five handles off the bottom, put into a watermelon. Right. You know. Well, you know what? That's yeah. probably been all of us at yeah. some. Well, point. of course, <laughs> because that's what it. You know, it's there. I we we said this on a previous podcast. Uh, one man's swill is another man's swell. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I needed. used to. I loved uh, ancient age. Mm -hmm. Ancient age, plastic one seven five handle on the bottom shelf. It's it's another uh, a Buffalo Trace product. And like suddenly people got hip to it, right? Because it's like the bits and pieces of 
like the Weller. It's bits and pieces of the Buffalo Trace. It's, and it's inexpensive. And it's inexpensive. And people got hip to it, and now you can't get it. It's because like the hot dog of bourbons. It it it's <laughs> like the best hot dog of bourbons. It's ever. like it's it'd probably be like the very old Barton of Kentucky. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's you it's know one so of those best kept secrets that you know people don't but, know about. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a limited supply or juice in the barrel is what they say. So like the supplier, you know, calls the shots on a, on a bunch of things. He calls a shot on like how much he's going to put into a barrel. Like whether he wants to sell it to you or not, and you I, by you I mean estate, and he also determines the price and how much you're going to get in terms of quantity. So, you know, uh, if you're talking about you know big handles of cheap vodka on the bottom shelf, there's there's unlimited supply. They can get a price on there that people are going to like. And if you really want a volume discount, you're going to go to Kentucky to the party store and right. grab ten of those at a price better than here in Ohio. So those people are gonna grouse like, oh, I went to Kentucky and I got, you know, the handle of whatever, Smirnoff, or the handle of Popoff, and it was $5 cheaper per handle. And I'm like, okay, that's great, but uh, what did you pay for a bottle of Pappy? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thousands. Yeah. Well, what is it here? But the most expensive bottle here is $249. So if you're a bourbon lover and you want to pay retail, you like a control state. If you are a bourbon lover and have unlimited resources and you want a bottle of Pappy, you want to be in an open state. Because open state, you can find it, but you're going to pay 2000 bucks. So we're a closed state? We're a control controlled state. state. We're a control state. And there are 17 states in the country that are control states. And really, it's another... Is that to our benefit or not? Again, it depends on your opinion. Like, if you want this... Yeah. What'd you pay for this? $27. Okay. If you want this at $27, you're going to love a control state. If you want this, when you can't find it here... On the secondary market, on, I could have sold that bottle for... Yeah, who knows? Whatever somebody's going to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So if you're in Illinois, it's an open state. California, open state. New York, open state. Washington, open state. You're going to find it, Dino, but you're going to pay 100 200 500 I, I, I had a, at a At a retail store or just off the market from somebody online? At a online? retail store. At a retail store. This, or, this same bottle up in Michigan went for $49 a bottle. Because mm -hmm. they could charge whatever they want. No, Michigan's a control state. Oh. Michigan's so a control state. jacking up the prices. And I'll, tell, I'll tell you why the price is different, but we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. But, to, to, you know, the heart of your, the central point here, though, is there's a difference between a control state, which is really the state owns the inventory. And an open state, which is supply and demand, third parties, privates own the supply. And the buyer is at the sort of the whim to the seller. So Bobby's liquor store can charge whatever he wants. Whatever he can get for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now here, the secondary market here sort of mimics an open state. So when you want to find this, you yeah. can find it on a secondary market here. Which is illegal, but yeah, no, illegal. you can find it. Find it, but what price are you going to pay? And that's really the big difference between a control and an open state. An open state acts like a secondary market, uh, eBay, Craigslist, 
whatever the, whatever the market will, 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 will support. So is it up to the state of Ohio as a controlled state to determine what comes in, what we get, and what we decide not to, to bring in? So when I get that, that basic, let me just put it down to the, to the basic bourbon mm-hmm. whiskey lover's question. How come we don't get as much of the good stuff as mm-hmm. what a lot of, is, is the myth and mythology that Ohio that, gets cheated on the good stuff? That's the best question. That's the core, right? Yeah, that's that's I core. mean, let's, let's, let's so start from there, let's start and, from there and go up. So here's the thing. I'm in the business to sell as much of this Mm -hmm. as I can. Right. I'm in the business to sell whatever I can get my hands on that people want, especially bourbon. Bourbon next to tequila is the highest grossing, highest growing. uh, It's exploded. uh, uh, Category. It was vodka for a while. Everybody went crazy over the vodkas. It's it's and now it's the it's bourbons. tequila growing at thirty eight percent. Then it's bourbon. Then it's uh, Irish whiskey. Yeah, <clears throat> and then gin is starting to catch up Gin's a little bit, making a little bit of a comeback. vodka flat, Scotch flat, unless it's a single barrel, a single malt. Uh huh. But so my whole my whole thing is to sell as much as this is possible. So I'm trying to get as much of the good stuff as I can to sell. So there's no... What's that process then? The, the process is, so please, It's not up, it's not up to you? Please, so it's, so it's not please, you. it's not Ohio saying, no, Sazerac, no. you can't come in. No. It's it's you actually begging, begging them. Them. So it's not Ohio saying, no, we don't I, want uh, it. Uh, heck with that, that uh, Barton 1792. Uh, heck, oh, Shoot, I don't want any of that old Fitzgerald eleven year. No, I want I want it all, Dino. I want it all. I want all right. it all. Well, let me ask you a question then. Speaking of wanting it all, what happens? What's the process of delisting? Delisting is it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. So you're telling me that uh, Will it, which is Will it, Will it is never listed. Will it was never listed here. Never listed here. No, because you can't get it. Because their distillery is fairly new, and the the amount of juice. See, in the, once again, that's one of the rumors that Willett was on the D no, list. No, and out, no, that we had it. And now are you we, kidding me? I would love to. I have was going to say it. It made it made no sense to no. me when when Willett is so new that they don't have the they don't have the juice in the barrels to like push out there to just anybody. So you know, because of supply and demand, they're going to go to markets that they can. Uh, make the most bang on their buck. And so, you know, they're getting that from Japan. They're getting that from private uh, casinos, from hotels, from restaurants, from... The, now, they're growing. Now, you know, obviously, when you want a, uh, that sweet spot in bourbon, 8 to 12 years, I mean, it takes 8 to 12 years, right? And so Willet is not that old. Right. You know, so they're, you know, they've got a ton of four-year stuff. But they want to they want to mature those barrels, and then be ready to go. My my whole thing is, I'll, I'll give you an example. The stuff that we're drinking right here, the Weller Special okay. Reserve, nice weeded bourbon. So this is a coup for the state of Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Because no other state is getting this, and you know why? No. Tell me. Because Ohio is the best, hottest uh, bourbon market right now. 
And what Weller is trying to do is they're trying to capture market share from uh, Makers and Bullet. And if you notice, on the shelf, it's faced up right next to Makers. Yeah. For a reason. Well, I'll get to that in a second. I haven't found it on the shelf. Okay. I, which is another so, question I have so for you here's later. Wh- here's why, right? So we we knew um, – well, let me just back up. So So my whole job is – like cajoling CEOs of Heaven Hill of Buffalo Trace, like give me your barrels, give me your give me your good stuff. And so we did a we did a uh, raffle on the Pappy. Now, if you know Pappy and Weller and Buffalo Trace and Blanton's and Ancient Age, yes, they're all um, they're all one distillery, one big distillery, yes, right. And so and the CEO, of- his name's Mark Brown. And when I got this job a year ago, um, they, sh- they shut off the spigot on Pappy. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> what's the story with that? And, and I, I met him in um, Miami. And, you know, it's, it's the coolest thing. Buffalo Trace has got a cabana set up. In Miami. In Miami with all their stuff. And I'm talking to the CEO of... Uh, Buffalo Trace, and in comes the owner of Sazerac, a guy oh, named boy. Bill Bill Goldring, and I'm like, okay, I'm with, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> it's like I'm in to Columbia the un- to the uneducated listener. These are like celebrity names in yeah. bourbon or, yeah. or in whiskey in the whiskey world. This yeah. is, these are like stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so like, yeah. I, I mean, I have their picture. I have the I have the picture as like a screensaver. You you started to mention the like Columbia, like you're with the Pablo Escobar. I'm with Escobar. <laughs> you're with the Pablo Escobars. Right. Of right. And, and and I'm like, you know, and I'm 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 like that's I'm, I'm like Mark, and he's an English dude. I'm like Mark, wh- what's the story on the Pappy? And he's like, well, you know, the problem in Ohio is the secondary market. Uh huh. And we don't like to put our stuff in the secondary market because they don't make any money on it. He so what happened is they would, and we only got 300 bottles for the whole state of Ohio of of Pappy of Pappy. You know, the 10, the 12, the 15, the 20, the 23. And so 300 of that assortment. And I'm like, what's the story on that? He goes, I don't like the way I bring in my product to Ohio. His his juice that is like gold in a bottle. Right. And it it goes to like a couple of guys over here. And it goes to a couple of guys over here. Mm -hmm. It goes to this restaurant over here. Right. And it's gone. That's, That's it. And then you and you and me and you don't get to try it. And I said, okay, well, what do I do? What do I do? I want it. He goes, do a lottery. Do a lottery. I'm like, okay, what's that? He, he's like, okay, at your agency liquor stores, put a lottery ticket there yeah. with an electronic code. They register online and they get the opportunity to buy the bottles. Right. We've so, all gotten in on this so lotteries. we did that we did that the, and he's like okay he goes i will i will release the pappy <laughs> and he released that 300 bottles and we did the lottery and it was a huge success yeah it was a huge success so the next next time he's like i'll give you 700 bottles and now we're up to like a thousand bottles right and he goes and it's, it's gone so well. Now, look at it this way. 
from the supplier standpoint, they're looking for a market that merchandises in a way they like because they want to get as many people hip to this as mm-hmm. possible. They don't want it to go to one restaurant and some big fat cat CEO right. and nobody else gets to try it because that doesn't do anything for the brand. So he liked it so much that he said, I want to do an experiment in Ohio with Weller. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I want to, because you guys are doing such a good job merchandising for Buffalo Trace. Um, I, wanted, I want to give you Weller, the special reserve and the antique. And he goes, look, I'm going to bring it in. We're going to pick 150 agencies. They're go- we're going to do eight facings. Which a facing is like what's looking at you on the shelf. Right. So you got one 750 of the reserve next to uh, 750 of the antique next to the 1.75, 1.75, and then there's two 200s. So you've got eight facings. When each agency sells through, we will replenish it. So as these agencies sell it, we restock it. And it's not going away. No. It, it's, it's not going away. And so people are freaking out even before it got to the shelves. Yeah. There people were signs. Are like, there were signs. No more Weller. People, no, people were like, when is the Weller coming? Yeah. When is the Weller coming? Line. But they're, they're so conditioned, and I'm one of them. As soon as it comes in, they gobble it up. But it's coming. It's going to keep getting replenished. And after a while, it'll be so sort of like it's always there. So here, what they're hoping to do, and you can't steal market share if it's not on the shelf. Right. And when you go there, very rarely are you going to see and not see makers. Makers is always available. Very rarely are you not going to see bullet. Bullet's always available. Okay. They want to take their market share. Buffalo the, Trace, on the other hand, bu- sometimes hard to get. Buffalo Trace, and it's one of those once again one of those twenty-five to twenty-nine dollar bottles that, that it flies hits, off the shelf. It hits the shelf, and it's gone. It's got a market for that, and so Ohio isn't saying. Oh, let's only put out a little bit. No, we're putting out what they give us. When it's gone, either it's limited allocation, and they're like, you're SOL till next fall, like Pappy. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, like Weller. Now, this is, this is like a huge deal. This is a huge, this, this deal that I got, nobody can believe I got. <laughs> so you're responsible for getting Weller. Yes. Congratulations. Not, not just getting it, but getting it. And getting a continuous replenishment. A continuous replenishment. So it's not like a one-shot deal. And that's why it came in. People were like, yeah, really. So now it's back. It'll it'll keep because for those who people are in the know, they a lot of people. It's basically to some extent the same recipe. It's look of of the Van Winkle that people can't get. Okay, here's the story. William Larue Weller, right, in 1840, swapped out wheat for rye mm-hmm. and he created the weeded bourbon which is the weller reserve right it's a softer sweeter more fantastic yeah. thing a little peppery a little peppery and he in the 1890s hired a guy named van winkle julian van winkle right who was a sales guy for weller and then he went into business in 1907 with weller brothers and they created the Van Winkle brand. So it's all weeded. Buffalo Trace, Weller, uh, uh, Van Winkle. And that's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Is that 
flavor profile. I mean, it's that's great. what I want. It's a great flavor profile. I mean, this one's got a great, it's got a great nose. It's got a great palate. It's got a, it's, it's got a nice finish. Um, I love everything about it. And just a couple of weeks ago, we had the Antique 107 just amongst ourselves in a, in, a, in a podcast. We got a little greedy and kept it in the family. Yeah, thanks for that, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Oh, you know who those guys look are? at that. Yeah, look at that. Bill Goldring uh-huh. on the far left. Mark uh, Mark Brown uh-huh. on the far wow. right. See this, we'll, we'll try to put this picture up on our YouTube channel, but... Can you send that to me, sure. uh, Jim, and then I'll put sure. it on on Instagram. Sure, and stuff. like you can tell by like my gleeful schoolgirl yeah, smile. You, you look, <laughs> you look very, very happy. All right, before I continue on with some of the uh, okay, have the, we dispelled myth number one? I think so. Well, let's I'll, hammer on it if we haven't. No, no, I think well, we can come back to it okay. because there's some other myths that I want to get into. What well, I, I have a question for Jim. It's not gonna it's not gonna take long. Okay. Because we don't have to go into this. But uh Damn, I used Greg. To, I used to be a, a craft beer guy. Is it the same or completely different? In uh, what in what respect? Where you want to get that um at uh like three Floyd's brewery stuff in, et cetera, et cetera. We, yeah, we we are fighting with here's so, we're so fighting you, with Michigan, Virginia, Pennsylvania for all this stuff. Right. We're it, fighting with so like beer, like my counterparts. Literally, we'll meet and like yeah. screw with each other. Like I got this, and you didn't get it. Okay, because okay. that I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, because oh, okay, okay, because okay. there's because I believe with uh, and and you can obviously correct me this, but the 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 Ohio Revised Codes allows wineries and breweries to shrink directly to consumers, but that's not the case with whiskey. Right, because Ohio doesn't own beer and whiskey. Ohio owns the uh, high proof 42 plus spirits. So, you know, the control state is something that happened after prohibition, right? Right. So when prohibition came in, the federal government said, hey, states, figure out what you want to do. Ohio said, we'll own this. Everybody else can own the beer and the wine. Yeah. So if he wanted to get his special beer that wasn't available, you could he could get it. He could get it shipped to him. Directly. Well, the shipping piece is a whole different issue. Yeah. I mean, it within Ohio, yeah, within Ohio, you can find it. I mean, and go buy it at a retailer. In because beer and wine isn't owned, isn't controlled by the state. It's not okay. Right. I guess that answers. Is is not necessarily the same rules tit for tat for a no. bourbon no. as it is a beer. No, and Pennsylvania has that model. They own the wine, the beer, the whiskey. I want to know about Jim Canepa. Where are you from? Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And have you always been a a lover of spirits? Is your family a lover? You're Italian, right? Canepa? Of course. Yeah. My grandfather, James V. the first, at all the holidays would sit there with uh, a handle of Canadian mist. Nice. <laughs> and a mug of uh, Pabst beer. Uh-huh. And he would sip on the Canadian mist. And drink the beer uh, throughout the holidays. When at the beginning of the holiday, he was a sweet sweetheart. By the end, he was a son of a bitch. So just the, 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 <laughs> the Canadian whiskey would turn him, right? He he'd argue about uh, which way the toilet paper should come off the roll. What'd, you, what'd, the, what'd your parents do? What'd your father, grandfather, and your father do for a living? Well, my they my grandfather was off the boat. Both mm-hmm. grandfathers, both grandparents. <clears throat> but my grandfather was a uh, in the grocery business, uh-huh. and then in the car business. And my dad, uh, uh, same thing. He was a, a, a manufacturer's rep for uh, Remington and and uh, outdoor 
fishing lines and hunting lines and camping lines and and so he was a sales guy was he a drinker uh he you know my grandfather was the was the it's guy always, the grandfathers always seemed to be the guy and then the fathers my my, my dad was like um, sometimes follow was a connoisseur of wine mm-hmm. and spirits but my grandfather was an imbiber of the spirits like that was part of his culture right you know my, my dad was a little more laid back now now that i have this job he's discovered he lives in um south carolina he's like wow buffalo trace mm-hmm. you know wow weller you know so now he's he's into it but that grandfather was the the shaker and the mover but you mentioned that you had this job for one year yeah since last uh march 2017 what were you doing before this so let me let me i'm a lawyer <clears throat> I was a county prosecutor in Franklin County. It's a nice transition. Yeah. I was uh, the guy who got assigned the cold cases, okay. cold case homicides. I was the guy who could, like, figure out how to make stuff happen, put it together, difficult cases, things like that. And I got a reputation for um, solving things that were very difficult. As, as, a, a, as a prosecuting, as a prosecuting, as a prosecuting attorney. attorney, yeah, difficult trials, uh, cold cases, child cases, very difficult cases. How long did you do that? For about eleven years. Okay, eleven years. And um, at some juncture, um, I was recruited to go to the attorney general's office to start up a division that they were starting that had some difficulty. So I got that squared away and created a uh, a new system there for the attorney general, and then. Um, uh, with the governor's office, I've been recruited to go to different agencies to fix things. So you're a fixer. I'm the, I'm the wolf. Yeah, you're the wolf. <laughs> you're the wolf. So we've come full circle. Yeah, so there we go. Right. so I went to public safety. They had a little problem with their legal department. The the guy that was in charge uh, got <laughs> the chief lawyer there got indicted <laughs> at public safety, and so they needed me to rebuild the legal department. And then I went over to EPA uh, to fix their permitting department. Um, and when the Department of Liquor Control needed to rebrand itself and demystify a couple of things that we're talking that about we're now, talking about right now, yeah, op- sure. Opening twenty new liquor stores around the state, um, you know, take making some relationships that you know benefit people who like bourbon. Um, Bring in the wolf. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Bring in the man. So that's what I do is I fix stuff. I think that's amazing because, you know, you would think that if our guest is Jim Canepa, superintendent for the Department of Liquor for the state of Ohio, you would think that it's it's a job that you got after working your way through. Is there like a liquor board Per se, Mm-mm. there's no board. Mm-mm. It's there's just a, you. There's a because um, if is, there's a board, I want on it. This is, no, <laughs> there's there, this is another uh, confusion in the state of Ohio. So there's the liquor cops. The liquor work, cops. They work for public safety. I used to be their lawyer. The liquor yeah. cops. What are the, the liquor cops? The, they're, they're the ones who are going to show up at your festival and like bust you for what is your open container open oh, okay, container okay. they're going to show up at your festival and say where's your where's your outdoor permit permit for yeah this they're gonna that. they're gonna shake you down they're cops yeah. with badges and guns right and they work for the department of public safety with the highway patrol and that whole group all right then there's the liquor commission 
Uh, liquor commission, commission is a group is a like a quasi um, judicial group, and what they're going to do is you're a bar owner, you're a permit holder, you're a bar, you're a restaurant, you're a corner beverage store, and um, they come in and they they say your happy hours went too long, or you're you're swapping out fake. Yeah. stuff for real stuff yeah you're watering it yeah. down yeah. you're you're not following the rules to be a permit holder for a bar or restaurant you get to appeal that to the liquor commission the commission the commission and what's the commission made of it's or who's the commission it's three made people of? and they're 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 like judges and they're looking at whether or not their due process for a bar owner okay and they're three people appointed by the governor they make no decisions on what liquor we get or who gets a permit, or any of that stuff. They're who just, makes those decisions? Those decisions. That's me. That's you. Yeah. It all comes back down to you. Uh, what is the agency optimization initiative? That is. That sounds fancy. Isn't it awesome? It sounds pretty. It sounds pretty fancy. Okay. The AOI. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't know how old you are. I am older than but you. But I don't probably. think you're not older than me. But yeah. How old are you? So. I don't know. How old are you? Oh, this, I, go ahead. I bet we you both, we both got gray. We I bet both you got you're gray. We both fifty-four gray years old. Ah, oh, God bless you. No, you're wrong. Older? Yeah, much. Okay, I'm fifty-five. I'm okay, to, I'm I fifty-nine. To, okay, you got me. I'll be sixty in April. All right. So you remember? You were, <laughs> all right, boys? It's, it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's 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 still we got the whole Mediterranean okay, thing going you, on. Okay. So, I wouldn't have guessed you at that age. Okay. So, so you remember? Uh, yes. When you used to go to a liquor store? Uh huh. You walk in, and it's like. You could operate it so bright. Right. And you couldn't, like, hold the bottle. You had to go to the shelf and, and write down the number on, I a, do piece remember of, on that. a piece of paper. Yeah. And then you had to w- do the walk of shame yeah. up to a guy who sat up higher than you. And you would go, I'll have this. Mm-hmm. And he'd look at it, like, judgmentally, like. Mm-hmm. And look at you. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? And look at what you're yeah, getting. Well, okay, what are you going to do yeah, with this exactly. Time? I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then there's bars on the window. Sure. Right? So the problem with that is, like, from a retail model, like, you don't want to shop there. I mean, I know, I know, like, a lot of people who wouldn't even go to a liquor store because they thought it was, like, a next, to a, next thing to a boot joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that has carried over in a lot. We have 465 liquor agencies, right? And they're, they could be a Giant Eagle. They could be a Kroger. They could be a Meyer, but they could be like the corner store with the bars and the windows, right? And so the whole idea here is to kind of take a page out of the craft brewers marketing plan, which is come on in. It's nice wood and it's cool stuff and mm-hmm. there's signs and I got a guy who's going to tell you about all about how it was made and it's in a you know get excited about like your choice. And it it pairs with this, and you can have Education. a yeah. And so, like the whole optimization is another word for saying, you know, don't be a stupid place with bars on the window with bright lights. Right. It's being inviting. It's it. You want we want to make it look like the man cave, right? Where you want to go in and hang out 
and so and get me stuff. a liquor license and right? I'll just start it. And <laughs> You're people can come right here. here. <laughs> you know? So let's turn let's turn this address into an operating liquor store. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm pretty damn close. If you, you go in the next room and see I, what's in there. I am I am impressed. I really am impressed. Uh, I mean, you, you've not only got the, the spirit, you've got the hardware. I got the hardware. There's a there's a lot of history in this house. You but, got the Sinatra back uh, there. That's nice. the whole Jack Daniels corner all of its own. Uh, it's, that's it's more of a shrine. It is a little uh, bit of a shrine. Ryan, that's a that's a that's a long story that I've shared on other podcasts, but <laughs> Jack Daniels is my everyday. Go-to. That's your go-to. It's my go-to whiskey. When there's nothing else, hey, Jack will do. Hey, you uh, know, I've I've drained many of those uh, sitting over on that mm-hmm. shelf over there. So, but that's the idea. Yeah, do you know, it's it's. You want it to go from sleazy to kind of sexy. I, I want it to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I want. I, I don't want to drink people drink more. I want them to drink better. You know what I mean? I like that. You know, and so. It's rebranding. It's uh, and this is the other thing that's critical, right? The the giant eagle over here, and the you know Josephs up in Toledo, have a different have different uh, things that have sales velocity. In other words, your gentleman Jack um, is probably flying off the shelf in Clintonville mm-hmm. because that's the demographic. But maybe in Marietta, it's Fireball, right? So part of the thing that I know, part of the thing that I I was brought in to do is implement this new inventory control system, which is really like, you see the UPC UPC code right here? Yeah. When you go buy this and the, the cashier goes, boop, that information tells me how many bottles now I now have, how many are purchased, where they were purchased, how quickly they were purchased. And so now I can, I can look at that data to say, you know what, what's on the shelves here isn't selling or is selling. What's on the shelves over there is, let's put more of this up there and yeah. less of that down here. That's just marketing strategy. It's, yeah. it's basic retail 101, yeah. but guess what? Like the slow, big state of done. Ohio bureaucracy has done nothing. Why? Because liquor, year over year, actually makes money, even if you shoot yourself in both feet. <laughs> but the but the the question is is like, we could like make a lot more money by actually making it inviting, and educational, and and driving you to try new things, and telling you like basic things like the difference between. A Tennessee whiskey, right? So and a bourbon. So you want the people that are going to be in these agencies to be educated and to be able to. to we want them to be we, our. If I ask a question, if I have two whiskeys in front of me, tell me about these whiskeys and mm-hmm. why should I pick this one over this one, or or maybe why should I get both? Here's what I want them to tell you. I want them to tell you, hey, the Weller. Yeah. Guess what? This is here to stay. Don't worry that it's not here today. It'll be here tomorrow. It'll be here tomorrow. And here's why. We 150 stores are getting this. It's 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 going to be replenished, not a shrug of the shoulders. Oh, the state, <laughs> the state didn't give me none. Yeah, I mean that's that's what a lot of people are kind of getting. Though. You know, all right. Which brings me up I to, don't know which anything. brings me up to uh, a sore spot with a lot of people. Because well, not for the people that are on it, for the people that are not on it. There has been a lot of people that have gone to certain agencies, not listing or naming any of them in particular, 
but they establish a relationship with mm-hmm. said agency. And as a result of that relationship, they get put on a unofficial list. So when the good stuff comes in, like I said, I'm starting to see more of this on the shelf now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it first hit, it wasn't on the shelf. Well, that's because I, I, people bought the hell out of it. I understand. But one was put back for me. Mm-hmm. I was and you hated one. that. I was, well. <laughs> you were torn. I, I, I mean, it's not I, 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 you it's know, it's, it's, torn. It's, like, it's like I'm condemning myself when I say this, but I was on one of those lists. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends here that are sitting right next to you get pissed off because they're not on a list. Well, and they go in to get that product and it's all gone. Here's the thing. I hate that. How do you stop I it? I hate it. And is More it first anything. of all, is it legal? Okay, let's let's start let's start at the very beginning. Let's start. Okay. Okay. Besides the um, fact that most people don't know the state owns the inventory, right? And the state buys the inventory and the state merchandises the inventory. The other thing people don't get <clears throat> is the agencies are agents. Okay? They are they're not the old um, li- state liquor store that you and I remember. Right. They were owned by the state. Those were state employees behind the cash register. Virginia still has that model. It's the ABC stores. They're all owned by the state. All those employees are state employees. And so you've got great control like any other state employee. It's like you can't buy it yourself. You can't Give it to your friends. It's all those rules that a state employee has to have. How's the retirement? Good, good, good retirement <laughs> in Virginia. Okay, okay. Probably great. So in the '90s, the state changed the law and said, "You know what? We're not going to own state agencies and state liquor stores anymore. We're not going to put state employees in those stores anymore. We are going to give contracts to retailers." In other words, Giant Eagle mm-hmm. is a contractor. So it's not a permit, it's not a license, it's literally a personal services contract where they get a commission to sell the state's booze on consignment. So all those bottles in the Giant Eagle, Mm -hmm. all those bottles in uh, Ale Spirits um, or Chateau, those are all the state's bottles. They are sitting there on consignment like the consignment clothes store. And when they sell a bottle, they get a commission. Right? Right. So besides this, they're selling jerky and chips and power drinks and sub sandwiches and, you know, whatever. They were in business probably for 50 years. Right. They have a family business and they're selling whatever they sell. So they have their own idea, their own customer base, their own what they think is like who should get this and who shouldn't get this. Now, before I came in, it was cultural. They had their own lists. They bought it themselves. They held back for their friends. They maybe you know they also sell to bars and restaurants right. and hotels. Right. Like maybe I want more of this to go to so and so restaurant. Right. So I came in. I said, guess what? <clears throat> Personal services contract. Right. When Dino uh, has a guy come put a new roof on his house he doesn't get to say who dino gets to invite over to his house right it's a personal services contract and if you don't 
perform the job according to the contract, you're fired. And it's the same as if you had hired a cleaning service, a yard service, whatever. It's a personal services agreement. Somewhere in the years, the decades, the idea of who the boss was and who the contractor was got lost. And so now part of the optimization thing is you have to do it our way, which is you put it on the shelf. And when it's gone, now you can say one per customer. I like that. Because okay. one guy comes in and he that's buys it all. Buys it all. That's fair. You could say one per customer, but when that, when that's gone, you put another one up, and you put it out to sell. I've I've sanctioned and closed stores for having it in the back when they shouldn't. Does it save back for for people, for their friends for, their for friends, whatever for the list? I've, I've had agencies buy it themselves, and when we do audits, because we do. We have a crazy accountants who want to know about where every bottle is at when we from when we buy it from Kentucky to when it's sold at the cash register, and so we do crazy audits. It drives me crazy because I'm a lawyer. I'm not an accountant. Mm-hmm. But they we do four compliance visits and two full audits every year, and when we go in, we we count every bottle. And one of the things you're not allowed to have is your own stuff. You can't own other liquor in your store, and we found. All kinds of bottles. And what happens? They're like, that's mine. I'm like, not anymore. Not anymore? Will you just take it? Yeah. Because it, that's you the... You take it and shut them down or just We take, take it, it and we it. put it back on the shelves in a different store. In a different store. And we say, do it again. You don't have a, you don't have a so contract anymore. So they get a warning. And then, I, I, and then gonna, we close them. I guess my, my, my bottom line question is, are you going to be able to crack down on Oh, yeah, we have. Lists? We have. We do. Um, it is... It is... Go back to being a regular ex- citizen. Extremely, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking at you on purpose it, it, right like now. Like the word is on the street yeah. for these agencies because the demand for an agency is huge, right? And so he, they don't want to lose their their privileges. If my notes are correct, you're planning on adding at least 20 new agencies, That's right. right? We've got 18 in contract now, and we'll have probably 24 by the end of the year. Yeah, and the, and, and once again, from a marketing standpoint... You kind of determine where these might be. Where they go? Are they people vying for them? Oh, it's it's like a job interview. We have to put out a request. We put out a request for bids, and in some instance, and and by the way, like we, here's another thing that's never happened. It's like where do you put a liquor store? Where where does it make sense to put any store? You put it where you're going to sell a lot of stuff, right? Right. And so we pick these places in, and you probably won't be surprised about this, but. In terms of booming markets, retail markets, Columbus. I mean, you could add, we did a market study <clears throat> from, to add stores in Ohio, the, the, the basement being you have to make at least $1 million in revenue per year just in liquor sales. Wow. Wow. And we found 126 <clears throat> spots in the state of Ohio which can support at least $1 million. The top 20 are in Columbus. <laughs> I don't doubt the it. The top, tw- like, five million, four million, but I, you know, I'm not going to put them all in Columbus. That would yeah. that wouldn't be cool. That'd be a jerk move. <laughs> no, not for us. Okay, I'm giving you the high five just so I don't leave you hanging. <laughs> Thank you. I'm kidding, of course, too. <laughs> Let but me ask you. But I, a lot of these things that you're talking about are like things that have ticked me off. Yeah. So it's imagine suddenly you get to be the superintendent. Oh, what would you do? Right. I would, 
I would do a lot. Yeah, that's yes. a good question. I'm wreaking uh, havoc. You're, 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 you're wreaking. You're wreaking. You're wreaking the havoc. I am wreaking havoc. So is this? So is this a job you plan on keeping for a while? Well, or, <laughs> I mean, where do you go from superintendent? Well, I'll put it this way. So <gasps> king of all liquor. So is that what it is? Czar <laughs> of bourbon. So no, I mean it's from a like. Are we growing faster than our competitors? Are we like finally getting stuff that nobody? I'll give you an example. Um, 1792. You know the the I'm, distillery that caved in. Yeah, the one that lost. I'm all getting the... five barrels of that. Guess where I'm going tomorrow? Kentucky to pick out the five barrels. You need uh, anybody to ride along? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm free tomorrow. You know. <laughs> You mentioned barrels. Tell me about the barrel program. Oh, barrel program. Again, state of Ohio never had it. Never had it. So no. what, what, what does that entail? <laughs> well, the barrel program is, again, I beg Heaven Hill, Makers, Wild Turkey, uh, Woodford, um, Barton, um, uh, Elijah Craig. Oh, nice. All, um, yeah, all great names. And there's a little, there's a couple that are trying to make a name for themselves, like New Riff that used to be OKI. Um, basically, the big boys, I'm like, look, if if I can buy barrels, single barrel, barrel strength, I can knock it out of the park. And we did that with uh, the Wild Turkey um, release. Mm -hmm. I bought uh, eight barrels of Russell Reserve and eight barrels of Kentucky Spirit. And Eddie, Eddie, uh, was there tasting it with me, and he's like, "You want that one? You want that one? You want that one? And you want that one?" Was he upset that because I, I think isn't what Wild Turkey eighty one of the ones that's going away uh, from the from the, from one of the ones that's been on the on yeah, the it's, listed? It's, it's a blended yeah. whiskey that yeah. isn't selling, not selling, so not selling. So, so, so we want we want the other Wild we Turkey products. We want. Uh, Kentucky Spirit. Yeah. We want 101. Yeah. We want decades. We want. Um, so I was down there, and, you know, again, it, it's wild turkey barrel uh, picks are, are so cool because, like, there's nothing, there's nothing controlled about it. It's like you go in there, and literally the, the master distiller sticks the, the, st the thing in there, and you're like baby birds mm -hmm. and he's spilling it on your <laughs> shoes and he he, yeah. he gives you a taste and um he's really guiding it right he's really guiding it we we did that with the columbus italian club we went down and we picked our own barrel, barrel. of, of well, russell's of russell's you did it you yeah. did the same thing yeah yeah we did the same okay. thing except the difference is i'm buying eight at a time right or five at a time and in this case eight um russell's eight kentucky spirit right and then they bottle them. They put some Ohio-centric thing on the label. Like you guys probably had, you know, Dago whiskey number one or something. No, actually, just came, I'll show. I mean, I can but get it can, for you. But, but you can get your own label. Yeah, right? you can get your own label. And so we put, we picked six stores: two in Cleveland, two in Columbus, two in Cincinnati, and the eight barrels went in a half an hour. People waited around the block. I don't doubt it. Word gets out. And it is a crazy town. And so, but I've done those same things. Uh, and it just, it gets people excited and nobody was ever doing it before. 
it just it gets people excited about like bourbon. Do you have a five year plan? For me? Or <laughs> for, 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 for your position. Well, let me go back to your question. Okay. Is it, what's my master plan for me? Yeah. Right? I'm just like causing chaos right now. The chaos is right? good. I'm causing Sometimes chaos. Sometimes chaos is necessary. And I'm changing cultural things that have never been changed before. Everybody's making money. Everybody's making money. And when like Buffalo Trace is making money, Ohio gets weller. When, when Heaven Hill is making money, I get 15 cases of Elijah or 15 barrels of Elijah Craig. I get you, it. You following what I'm you picking up it. what I'm laying down? I'm way ahead of you. Okay. So, <laughs> and when I'm making money, that money is going to Jobs Ohio, who, who owns the liquor enterprise. That was well, going to be my next question. Well, you're no, talking about well, making that, money for the state. So, so sorry. Would you, would you, can would I you, do this show? Can, can do you want to do, 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 do the podcast? You, should we change it I to think, whiskey business with Greg Hansberry? I think, I think Greg, you know, Greg, Greg, Greg's going to elbow you out. I've never heard him say Pipe more up. than four words until tonight's podcast. And all of a sudden, this I mean, no, this is, this is, no, go, man, go, go, where's the, go, where's my the son, money, go. Okay, so the money going? goes to Jobs Ohio for development, right? So they're, so they're like, um, enticing companies to come to Ohio. <laughs> They're doing brownfield redevelopment. And so we're making more money than we ever made. And so from you, a... From you, have a, a have, you have a chance to dispel a myth as well. One of the questions was, does Jobs Ohio make the decision as to what whiskey we get? No. No. That's been actually one of those things that's been circulated yeah, out Yeah, I know. There. Guess what? They don't. They do not make nope. the decisions. No, the decision's pretty straightforward, you know? It's like you sell what people want to buy. You sell... you. You sell as much of it as you can get your hands on. And you try to get it. Okay. It's not like you're used saying, to do radio, we, we right? Said, uh, I used to. You used to do radio, yeah, yeah, right? I used to. The, thanks, where, for, who, thanks, thanks for yeah, reminding thanks. me. <laughs> okay, so, so where, did the guy, where did the commercials, who bought time? Right. They buy time where they think that they can sell their product. Exactly. Right? So the high demand show, they're buying time, right? So the suppliers want to bring their stuff to the place that sells. I, on the other, I get to then look at what is selling. What is the velocity? So if there's a lot of this selling, guess what I'm bringing a lot of into Ohio? Right. Now, on the other hand, if you're a big fan of effing cilantro, <laughs> mint, bubblegum, salmon, vodka, you're shit out of luck. You're shit out of luck, yeah. Because nobody's buying the shit. And that's why we see those remnant tables that are the last chance Last chance to get this. Never, been, never yeah. been done before here either. What? Last chance. Nobody ever said, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the shelves here with dust on it. What do we do with that? Because inventory, you carry that in inventory, that's millions of dollars, right? right? I'm like, move it off the shelf. What happens when you move it off the shelf? You make room for what? Stuff that people want. I had one question that came from a friend. Uh, have you ever talked about establishing a dialogue with the uh, USBG, United States Bartenders Guild, because there's a lot of... Lindsay, what do you think about that idea? <laughs> She's still there. You still there? Where'd you go? I don't know. I am still there. Sorry. Did you hear that question? Yes, I did. I started laughing. We are meeting with Columbus and Cleveland's chapters. Of the USBG? Yep. 
Because the, the, the thought is, once again, that a lot of talented mixologists move to larger markets because they don't have access to all the spirits they need to, to create the drinks that they, that they Guess have. What? Guess what? We're like, you know what? We a need, lot of the modifier we're, spirits. We're like, like, you know what? Who could, you know who could help us here? Bartenders. Lindsay, go get a hold of the bartenders. Guess what you did? All right. That answers that question. And for the record, I'd like to introduce Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. She's uh, on the phone. She's the communications gal for uh, for Jim here, and which I might add, she's not interrupted us at all, saying you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that, you can't say that. So 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 you've far, been doing good, Jim. You, you've been doing a great job, Lindsay. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, re- in respects to a lot of the modifier spirits, like the, like the the Benedictine and so forth, the mixers, and so on. yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so here that that enable them to do work so, their so magic. Ima- so imagine this: when I come in, not knowing anything about liquor other than it's broken, <clears throat> I like have the like ridiculous idea to ask people who might have information about what to fix, like. The Spirits Association, like the Restaurant Association, like the Grocers Association, like the Ohio Spirits, you know, stupid, you know, people who right. may have an idea. And they're like, hey, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't sell with the velocity like Jack Daniels. Like, rather than like delist it, like, what can we do different about that? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, mixologists like these different things like it's a seasonal drink or it's a handcrafted drink or it's special on a menu what can we do about that and i'm like well how about if we pool all the like the specialized mixologist type stuff there's a lot of good ones in town like 20 liquor agencies around the state so from a business perspective like i don't want to buy a ton of like benedictine right if it's not going to sell, but if I buy, if I put all the Benedictine in in fifteen or twenty locations around the state, and say restaurants and bars, you can pull from any of those agencies. Now I start getting some turnover, right? I got you. And so that's what we did right away. And so the bars and restaurants can now have a menu, and Lindsay can like provide this to you. But we have a menu of like all the mixer type stuff and what agency around the state a bar and restaurant can get it from okay so we're moving right along we are i got i literally like your friend right yeah. you got a friend that said ask him about this i have a friend who's like here's my things you need to change <laughs> <laughs> yeah i right? bet like putting stuff in the back for other people yeah we covered open that mo- open more agency stores covered that barrel program covered that Bourbon. Well, there was just one this that, past that's weekend. That's not what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. What are you talking about? I'm talking about like Kentucky style. Bring in Buffalo Trace. Bring in Willet. Bring in Heaven Hill. Bring in Whiskey Business for a podcast. You, I think I'm free that <laughs> you, uh, you yeah. bring in Whiskey weekend. Business for a live podcast. <laughs> you bring in bands. You make it a two day thing. Yeah. Food. We'll host the whole damn weekend. Right. We yeah. talking about yeah. this no, I show. mean, what they what they did was cool, and I was I, I like made sure they did it right. And Grove City. In Grove City. Yeah. I made this sure they, weekend. Yeah. I made sure yeah. they did it right. Yeah. But the the big guys weren't there. No. The the we were. The, the promoters did a really good job at promoting a lot of products. But in, if you've gone, gone to one in Kentucky, it's like Mardi Gras, but it's bourbon. 
and um, it's the vendors, and it's more it's more like a trade show. There's one in it's is it in May every year? Yep. Yeah, I, I think I'm I'm going to that next we, year. We want to do that. Yeah. And so the other thing was, it's like okay, you go to these things, you do a tasting at the place, and I really like, uh, I don't know, let's say Bullet or let's tri- let's say. Um, uh, something that you like. I don't know. You're tasting it. <clears throat> I like right now McKenna is like another great. It's under. I love it. Under right? $50 bourbon. That's, right. That's terrific. Single barrel. Yeah. 10 year yeah, bonded. Right. Beautiful. Profile. Great. I try this and I'm like, damn, can I buy one of those? Can I buy a bottle here? Yeah. No. I'm like, why not? Why can't I? They're like, well, we did. We legal mumbo jumbo blah 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 and so I'm like why can't I do a pop-up liquor store you're gonna work on that I already done it damn you know the the North Market um, had a, a distillery uh, local distilleries there were like 20 of them they brought their wares now I sell their stuff at the arena dis- the arena liquor store right? right so arena comes with their wireless portable stuff Open for business. Ohio liquor store right there at the festival. So your buddy gave you I'm your there. your list to ask me. Yeah. My buddies who are all bourbon nuts. nuts. You let the you let the fox in the chicken house here. Yeah. <laughs> but a but a but a smart fox. Well and, and a good fox. Trying to I mean, yeah. and make it fun. You've been at this for a year now? A year. Yeah. Make so, it fun. And and you've made and and your opinion, have you made strides? Oh, in your opinion? Oh, yes. and are you are you facing any opposition? No, no, no. It's it's like a friggin', because it's, it's a friggin' money. love fest. Because it's about money. It's right? a it's love about revenue. Fest. We're we're bringing in. We have barrels. We have Weller. We have Pappy. We've got, uh, uh, shoot, uh, Wild Turkey two thousand two is coming in. They discovered twenty five barrels of two thousand two. Wild Turkey discovered discovered it. It was it well, was they just bump into it. It was being stored um, at at uh, Four Roses Distillery. Oh. <laughs> and Eddie Russell, that's your heart right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Russell discovered the twenty five barrels, and so we're getting a shit like, shit ton of it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's just you know, it was it was the liquor business was kind of like it makes money. Why do we need to pay attention to it? But the liquor business to me is like, let's have some fun and like get cool stuff. And like until they rip me out of the seat. Are you enjoying this more than cold cases? Cold cases is pretty cool. <laughs> cold cases are pretty cool. Yeah, cold yeah. cases is pretty Solving cool. Solving crimes but, is pretty But this isn't is, is a pretty cool business. Yeah. But but bringing more quality bourbons and whiskeys and spirits to the state of Ohio is also cool. Yeah. Because, I, you know, anybody that's been listening to this podcast thus far – and and you have uh, those skeptics and those critics who are debating what's going on in the state of Ohio regarding us. Please share this podcast <laughs> with them because I think that's gonna. This is I think this is gonna right a lot of wrongs. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. My videographer right here to to the right of me, John Whitney, has been one of the harshest critics about such. And and, and you consider yourself. Satisfied with a lot of the answers from tonight? I do, I do, I, I do because uh, because you don't know things. You don't you, you start coming up with your own preconceptions. And, yeah. 
tonight has actually helped me with uh, not hating you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, you think about it this That's way. Awesome. Like, think about it like That's this. Awesome. Like, like suddenly one of you guys became the superintendent, right? That's Me. what happened. That's what happened to you. Yeah, it like, just happened. They the, asked you. You didn't vibe for the job. No. Oh shit! Come on. No. Oh. No. And so it's like, what would you change if you had the opportunity? That's what happened, man. That's You're liter- so that's blessed. That's literally what happened. They they came to you. You didn't go to them. Yeah. You didn't buy for the Remember job. Remember the, the the wolf. Call the wolf. The, call in the call wolf. The wolf. Call the fixer. I mean, you were a bourbon connoisseur. Whiskey connoisseur. Well, you know me. You that's know the thing. I love bourbon, and they're, they 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 gave me the job. Hansberry, you, you realize how much shit I fixed over the years You're of my life? Too. I'm a fixer but too. He's, he's but I've never too. gotten but the I job. Think the net, but fixer. I think the net between <laughs> what he's destroyed and what he's fixed yeah. is yeah, it's a push. It's a push. <laughs> you, you, you don't know me as well as you think you know me. You I don't know. Well, that's don't, so true, but I, no, I shouldn't no, know no, that. No, 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 no. no. That's, that's, that's pretty good, though. That's pretty good, though. I, I like your moxie, my friend. So our guest Jim Canepa has brought a a seemingly casual, normal flask, and in it is a liquor that I am not aware of, apparently have not tasted, or maybe have tasted, and um, before the night is out, I am challenged to identify it. All right, so. Okay. Now, you're going to give me any hints to this, or? I'm not going to give you any hints. I won't be able to guess it, but... Am I supposed to... What, you're what, you're what, probably not even a bourbon drinker. Yeah, well, well, you know what? When he started this podcast, he wasn't. That's why I was so tickled. Well, take that cube out of there. That's what I was so tickled with all his questions. Because okay. over the over the last couple of years that we've done this podcast, he's he's become uh, uh, a whiskey... Uh, appreciated of good whiskeys and bourbons. And so when he asks, when he gets in involved, I actually consider that to be a I've success happy story. I've three times now. Really? I consider it to be a success story. So, now, you want to keep your mouth agape, which from what I've seen tonight, it's pretty much been hanging open the whole time. So, (laughs) so you want your mouth to kind of hang open a little bit and and actually smell it with, breathe through your mouth and your nose at the same time. And you get like vanillas. You, You pick up all the... Yeah, yeah. See, I was just using my nose to smell. Yeah, if this you whole just time. did it with your nose, you'd burn. You kind of burn the membranes in there. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's how you taste it. So, but and how you drink it is up to you. But so now we're trying to guess what it is. Is that it? And if you invite me back, I'll tell you what it is the next time. No, I'll invite oh, you back right. for sure. Because this is a very flavorful. Uh, I want to say clove, even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is locally distilled. I'm going to say that it's nothing that's available in Ohio. Nope. I would not bring something here. You would not, not bring something. What? I would not bring something here that w- that you could not obtain here in Ohio. So I can't obtain this in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's three I binds. can't obtain this in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's three binds. <laughs> it's not three <laughs> binds. Which we love three binds. They're nice people. And they make good whiskey. I'm going to tell you what else we got coming in. <clears throat> so yes. I told you... That I'm going tomorrow to yeah. uh, pick out some. Is this available as we speak or coming? This is very as we speak. flavorful. This is available as we speak. Mm-hmm. It's like a Christmas ale. 
<laughs> Isn't that just freaking awesome? Yeah. <clears throat> Available as we speak. <clears throat> so let me tell you what else is. So tomorrow, I'm going to pick out 1792 barrels at Barton. Right. We've got Yellowstone. Mm, I'm very fond of the Yellowstone. Yellowstone from Luxco uh, barrel pick <clears throat> coming up. Now, what's that going to go for? Probably retail wise, mm. because right now the bottle of Yellowstone just it's about forty nine bucks, thirty nine, forty bucks a yeah. bottle. Yeah, um, we did a we did a makers deal where we did uh, the three C's. You guys remember this? <clears throat> it was not that long ago. So we did we went and picked barrels, and then based on their flavor profiles, we said Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, and they sold out in <laughs> they sold out in like half an hour. <clears throat> But we have another one coming that we picked while we were there that's for the rest of Ohio. So it's just called the uh, rest of Ohio. <laughs> um, we've got the Kentucky Spirit coming. <clears throat> yeah. The Kentucky Spirit is in the um, turkey, uh, iconic turkey uh, bottle with the feathers that they're phasing out. So you can't buy this single barrel, barrel strength, Kentucky Spirit <clears throat> ever again in the actual turkey feather bottle, and that's coming in. Got eight eight barrels of it coming in. So that's gonna go. That's gonna go like. So to, to your question about like, how do I get it? You got to go stand in line, literally, and like, they will sell out, and then they'll that replenish. Day. No, no. Well, none of that one. But but. But yeah, that will be gone. It's gone. It's gone. Um, what else have we got coming up here? And then Man. 15 barrels in October of Elijah Craig. 8 to 12 year. 8 to 12 year. Barrel strength. Nice. Single barrel. And you know how that happened? Went to Kentucky. Jim Kinnett. Went. I met, <laughs> I met with the owner of Heaven Hill. It's a Heaven Hill family. Or it's... It's, they're not called Heaven Hill. The guy whose name was Heaven Hill from the 1860s or whatever, they kept the name. <clears throat> and he's, like, giving me the PowerPoint thing. He's like, well, you we're trying to get market share and blah, blah, blah. We're number three in, you know, Evan Williams and, and Elijah Craig and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, man, like, I can help you be, like, number one if you want, number two. Like, we, why, why, why settle for number three? He goes, what do you mean? I go, give me some barrels. He goes, well, you're here. You're going to get one barrel. I'm like, you know what? Getting one barrel just pisses people off. Yeah. Because, like, it's like 30 bottles. And, like, where am I going to put 30 bottles? Like, it's just going to tick people off. And he's like, what are, you, what are you suggesting? I'm like, give me, like, at least 10 barrels. That way I can put it in a bunch of stores. And people get an opportunity to get it. And then they're like, Elijah Craig. And while they're standing in line, they're like, Elijah Craig. Huh. There's other Elijah Craig here I haven't mm -hmm. tried. Right? So that's how you expand your brand. I got 15 barrels. I'm still mm -hmm. trying to figure this one out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> here's some... Uh, no, 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 no. no I'm, I'm going to give you some leave behinds, too. I, I tell you, you're going to give me clues? No. No, no clues. <clears throat> He's going to tell... Are you going to tell us? Yeah, I will. Before you invite me back. Uh, no, no. I'm gonna, if, if I guess tonight... We... You guess tonight, then I'll tell you. Not Basil Hayden. Nope. That's not well, a bad guess, though. Because it's got a kind of a spicy, yes, clovish. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, I was, I was, mm-hmm. I'm getting warm. Mm-hmm. I'm getting warm. And I, mean, I don't, not, not that it, I know what Basil Hayden tastes like, but I'm saying that this is a different mm-hmm. Basil Hayden that is available now. God damn it. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't want you to tell me what that is. I'm not going to tell you. I don't want you to tell me what that is. I'm going to figure it out. Because the, next, anything, ti- because the next time I come. Nothing, nothing left here, in there? Here, here, the next time I come, I will bring another surprise and tell you what that one was. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm now I'm on a goddamn. <laughs> I was close. I was close. You said I was close. You know what? Like you open a bottle of that, <clears throat> and good night. I mean, it's just like you can't stop drinking it. I I would I would put that against um, the Pappy. 15. Oh, I would put a lot of whiskeys against the Pappy 15. People are crazy point. about the Pappy 15. Actually, you know what the best one is? Is the 10. I have a bottle of the 10 it's sitting up the there. The 10 is the best. I, I like the 12. Because as you get... Personally? You start like tasting a lot of wood. Yes. There's a whole bottle of old Rip Van Winkle sitting up there as we speak. The 10 and the 12. Eddie Russell will tell you 8 to 12 is the sweet spot. Yeah. Now he now he's like, you know, backpedaling on the um, fifteen year old from two thousand and two. He says once in a while I'm surprised <clears throat> that there's something over twelve that is so good. He's got well, he wants to sell it. God damn it! You know he doesn't care. Really? No, he doesn't. He sold his company to. Um, um, is this new or has this been out? New. Ah. Uh, 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 well. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. That was my glasses. The maker has been around. No, the maker's been around. I get it. I get it. Right. But they're put. But a lot of makers are putting out new products. Right. It's it's like like a barrel program. Yes. It's a barrel of something that you okay. know. Well, now I don't feel so bad for not knowing. It's new. It's new. Oh, yeah, of course. But who's it from? Um, <clears throat> but he's surprised mm. once in a while. Um, but he sold he sold his company. For, he and his dad, Jimmy Russell, sold their company yeah. to Campari. Yeah. Like so, they're just like rock stars that work for Campari. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they just care about their stuff. And they get Matthew McConaughey to advertise it. How's that working out? Um, it's not. It's not selling bad. No, it's not. He, there's this whole thing now between McConaughey and the guns right people. Guns right people. Oh so Jesus! It's a, it's a whole right. thing. Well, that's another podcast. It's a whole another podcast. That's a whole another podcast. All right, we should we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, unless you have say, other. This is, this unless, is a treat. For, unless your unless host, the host unless your host has other <laughs> has questions. more. I'm, I'm out of questions, <laughs> but I will say this is a treat for the uh, YouTube fans. Yeah. The YouTube channel is a little it's uncut more or less. It's it's un, it's definitely uncut and uh, definitely. Um, see look, I'm I'm like totally in the mood, man. I'm totally real You know you know what? I no see apologies. I see I I notice what you had on. It's a wild turkey shirt. Is that your favorite? I have a few favorites. Or or, 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 or can you not pick a favorite my, my, because of your position? I, I, no, I can I I I since we own it, I love it all. Man, I'm selling it. Because Oaks, Ohio owns it. We own it. We own right? it. We okay. We own it. And probably my favorite is the wild turkey hat because it's just a little icon of a turkey. Yeah, love it. So you love that's your favorite that's merchandise. My favorite merch. Yeah, your favorite merch. But right. you won't go on record for what your favorite 
bourbon is. You know, that's it, a no, you no, know, no. Here, uh, here, 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 look, listen. No, no, no. Like, I people love, ask me all the time. So, I know, never pick. One day, I never pick. You know, one day I want a pizza with anchovies on it. Another day I want just a plain pizza. Yeah. I, I, but I don't hate either one. I don't love each either one of those children more than the other. <laughs> <laughs> all right, make one promise before we leave. Okay. You'll be back. I got to come back. I got to tell you what, what I poured you. You know what? I will see it on the shelf, and I'll figure it out. Well, you'll see it on the shelf like you see Elmer T. Lee on the shelf. Oh, so rare. <laughs> I say this with all affection. God damn you. <laughs> I, will, I will find I will find it. I will find it. was fun, it. right? Yeah, well, no, it was fun. It was good. It's good. You know what? It's good to be challenged. It's Man, good to be challenged. Bring it, bring it. Yeah, yeah, and you brought it. And you also delivered. So I want to thank our guest, Jim Canepa, Department of Liquor Control, Superintendent for the State of Ohio. One year in and making a difference. I think so, after this podcast anyway. Well, after this podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm gunning for czar. Bourbon. I want to be promoted. I think so. I don't know if there is a czar of bourbon. No, we're going to create it. But if you need henchmen, I'm available. Also, I want to thank John Whitney, our videographer, who's putting this on our YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to this and also the previous podcast. And of course, co-host, your new host for Whiskey Business. Yes. What happened to you? All of a sudden, you just thought, well, I just, I've never seen you pick up the microphone so many times as you asked tonight. He's, ideas. he's whiskey question. business is stuttering, John. I, I think, I think, you know, you know, I, I once again, I say, I think it's, I think it's great because he's excited. Two years he, ago, I wouldn't give a fuck. He would, right. he didn't know shit about whiskey. Right. Two years ago, now he's, he's like, I want to know. I got a question. He's vested. Dino, you're, Dino, you're not he asking the right answers. questions. He has answers. <laughs> He wants answers. No, no, no. And I want to remind people to subscribe to our Instagram channel. Instagram channel. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Hey, and don't YouTube. forget. And anything and you want, anything and, you want. And don't forget, thank Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah, Lindsay. Lindsay, who's been here listening. Lindsay Laverne. Making sure we don't say anything that's detrimental to the state of Ohio. Lindsay, did did we do anything bad? No, you guys are good to go. All right. All right. So let me say what I always say when I wrap things up. Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production produced by Greg Hansberg and our videographer now on our YouTube channel, John Whitney. All the opinions are, are those of you or your host and are reluctant and sometimes not so reluctant, very open, <laughs> very open and generous guest tonight, Jim Canepa, Superintendent for the Department of Liquor Control in the state of Ohio. Thank you, sir, so much for everything you brought to the table. So we hope you enjoyed it. And my friends, until the next bottle, see ya. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions 
you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.